0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of At the Buzzer, a Rappler Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Name Ganglani. If you are a returning listener, thank you for giving us a shot once again. And if you are a new listener, thank you for trying us out. I really hope that you stay for the long haul. So for this episode, we had on Zabe Lucero, who is one of the most sought-after recruits right now by college basketball programs here in this country. Zave, who is currently based in California says that he does want the opportunity to play basketball here in the Philippines, assuming everything goes right with the pandemic. And he gave a little bit of a preview about his thought process right now, where his mind is at, what he's thinking about. Also provided some details about the teams recruiting him. And he lets us in into his personality, who he is, so we get to know him better. All right, we'll catch you at the buzzer. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the At The Buzzer podcast. I am your host, Naveen Maglani, and I am thrilled because today we are joined by Mr. Zabe Lucero, who is out there in the United States, one of the most sought-after recruits right now, who may or may not take his talents to the Philippines for college ball whenever things settle down here again and the UAAP or the NCAA are back. But yeah, Zay, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing, man? How are things over there? Where are you based right now?
1: So uh, I'm still in my hometown of Vallejo, California, uh, about 40 minutes south of uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm staying right now, and and things are good. I can't complain. You know, there's a lot of people that have it uh, worse off. So um, I'm able to get in the gym and play right now. So uh, yeah, I can't complain. My family's healthy. I'm healthy. So.
0: That's great. How are you passing your time aside from training? Because I've seen you, I've seen your highlights. You've been working out with Coach Chris, uh, playing some pickup games, playing, uh, going head-to-head, including with Ray Parks. I remember you, there were some clips that you were going at him, even against Jamie Malonzo, the number two overall yeah. pick in the draft. So how's that
1: experience? And outside of basketball, what else are you doing? Uh, that experience was good, playing against those guys. You know, It was my first, my first time being able to play and uh, compete with the, the guys that are currently in the Philippines or, or were currently in the Philippines. So uh, it was nice to kind of get a grasp of, of what the competition was like over there. And I've, I've heard so much about it and, and I know that it's, it's a, a good brand of basketball, but it was my first chance to actually see it head on. So it was, it was a really good experience. Um, and I think I fared well. So, um, and then outside of basketball you know, I I play some video games and, and just spend time with family. That's pretty much it. But but most of my time is is devoted to uh Poop. to working on my craft.
0: Yeah. So when you talk about video games, and I'm sorry I have to ask this question because I'm into video games too. So are you talking PC, PlayStation, Xbox? Well, like where
1: do you roll? I'm on I'm on PlayStation. I'm on PlayStation. I like uh, it. Are you are you in the PS5 yet? Oh no 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 that's that's it's too hard to get right now but um, <laughs> eventually maybe but uh, yeah it's too hard to get right now.
0: <laughs> you know I, I get you like when I got my PS5 I had to pay a little more than what I'm happy to admit I had to pay because uh, like you said the demand is pretty
1: crazy right now but what yeah. are
0: your favorite games man I'm like really interested.
1: I, I play a lot of Warzone when, I, when I'm playing video games I'm playing Warzone pretty much I just got a lot of my, my brother and then my friends are on, so uh, mm. that it, it's cross-platform, so so it makes it fun. And uh, I, I do like 2K and other sports games, but when I'm not playing basketball, I like to kind of, you know, do something different with my time than going Unwind. to yeah. basketball mode.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, awesome. So
1: let's get back to basketball here. You
0: are incredibly talented. I've watched the highlights, you have, Great handle and shooting for someone your size. I believe you're six seven, right?
1: Yeah, uh, six 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 seven.
0: Six 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 seven. Okay. So, how did your basketball journey start? Like, did you start playing at a young
1: age? Were you a late bloomer? Like, how did that go? I started playing organized basketball at around age four or five. Uh, that's when my parents kind of started me out, and from there, I just played in the in the city recreational leagues and then um, a little bit of AAU. Mm -hmm. but I I wasn't I wasn't too good and then I get into like high school and I'm still not very good but um I'm on varsity my sophomore year and then my junior and senior that's when I kind of saw the I created a gap and and got a lot better Mm -hmm. and from there it was college and and here I am so
0: how's it like being varsity in high school in the United States is it
1: like what we see in the tv shows where
0: you guys wear your leatherman jackets all day every day and um you guys are like the big boys in campus you know all the girls want to go out with you guys like how's that going
1: there is a good aspect of that I mean but I mean I wasn't one of those dudes to uh, I didn't have a letterman jacket I knew some guys who did and they wore them a little bit too much but uh <laughs> as, as far as the other stuff you you do gain a lot of popularity just because basketball is such a huge sport around here um, right and if, you're, if you're good then obviously people are gonna know but um uh, it, was, it was fun in high school. It's, it's tough, though, especially uh, as a sophomore competing against guys that are 17, 18 years old when you're only mm-hmm. uh, 15 or 16. It's kind of a big difference. Um, but it, it, was, it was fun and it was, a, it was a good learning experience for me.
0: So it's a proven fact that those guys who put the Leatherman jackets on, their obnoxiousness level immediately goes up a little bit, just a little bit. Oh, most
1: definitely, most definitely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you played college ball for Cal Maritime. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And you played three years, if if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. I played three. Awesome. And how's that experience? Because that's really when you started taking off.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to to go to the school at Cal Maritime which is also in Vallejo so it's close to home my family was able to come support me at every home game and all that kind of stuff and then um, I was somewhere where I was wanted and I got opportunity to play right away and right. I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the experience um, I've made some lifelong friends um, my teammates just just great teammates great coaches and uh I'm really happy with the degree I'm gonna get and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, no complaints once again about, about the decisions I've made, you know, no regrets, but um, obviously I'm ready to take the next step of my career. What degree did you major in? I was international business and logistics. And uh, you so, finished all your units too? Uh, so I'm taking two classes right now. This is my last semester. I'm gonna graduate in well, less than a month now. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, I'll have that degree, and, and the, the job placement rate of uh, graduates from my school is is over ninety over 95%, I think. So oh, that's great. It, um, it's a great, I guess, plan B for me. If Once the ball stops bouncing, I know I'll have a, a good education to fall back on. So classes are all online right now? Yeah, all online, except for some of the majors on our campus. People have been able to go back. Um, it's gotten... COVID has gotten a little bit better as time has gone on. I know that uh, the Philippines can't say the same. Oh, definitely so, not.
0: <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah. So we're fortunate to have some people being able to go back to school and, and all that, but I, I prefer online classes. So.
0: Yeah. Like back to the whole of uh, Philippines thing. I wish we had your leadership in terms of like the people we have in power running things, but that's <laughs> a conversation for another day. You know, it's really interesting how you said that you went to college you played college ball for an institution that really was in the same area where you grew up basically just a little further away right and i say that because if you do end up pursuing college basketball here in the philippines not only will you like transfer from like one state to the other it's not like you're just going from the west coast in california to the east coast you're actually going to the other side of the world you know somewhere
1: yeah. that Everything is foreign, you know. Everything will be new. How I'm approaching moving, uh, like you said, it's it's been a definitely a, a difficult process uh, for me to to handle, just because it is across the world. You know, um, had it been across the United States, it's a much easier decision. But moving a world away from my family, my whole support system, and all that kind of stuff, it's hard. But uh, for me, it's 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 a decision of if I want to continue playing basketball and and kind of. Further my career and and explore the options that are um, available for me, or not. And and I, I love this game, so I'm willing to to do that. As far as the how different it's going to be, I don't think there's a way that you can prepare for it. You know, hmm. because I, I I haven't been there, I haven't visited yet. So um, everything I've heard is by word of mouth and and what I've seen online and stuff like that. So there's no proper way to prepare, but I'm confident in my ability to, um, adapt to different places. Uh, I am like a, I'm a people person, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I want to further my career. And, and as far as term, like going across the, to a country I've never been to and, uh, to kind of, it's going to be a culture shock of course. Um, and there's no real way to kind of prepare for that. But, uh, like I said, I, I think that I'll be fine, you know, mm-hmm. um, I come from a good family and, and, and good people and I think that I'll be able to adapt well um, to different situations, stuff like that. Obviously, it's going to be tough at first and I and I know that, but um, I'm going to try to make the best of it and see what happens. Zave, how old are you now? I am, I just turned 22. Uh, I turned 22 on April 5th. All right, so
0: Am I correct to assume that you've lived close to family your entire life? Yeah. All right. So I'm also curious to know in relation to what you just answered, is there some sort of excitement factor to moving away from family, kind of like gaining that independence, living by yourself, seeing how you would fare in the world away from them? Or is it something that's really kind of difficult to accept that you might not be close to them all the time?
1: Uh, it's a little bit of both, you know. Every every young every young person kind of wants that that freedom to live on their own and stuff like that. But would I rather be close while moving out of my out of my house? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super close to my siblings. I, I come from a family that has I have four siblings. I'm the fourth of, of five, and uh, we're all really close. I'm close to my parents. It's it's a it's a family that is is not like. Um, a typical family you know we're, we're really tight like I, I call them my best friends so right it is going to be tough um, but like I said I, I've come to I've come to peace with that I'm going to be away from them mm-hmm. and uh, if, if this is something I want to do then I can't afford to pass up good opportunities so I'm prepared to do so
0: how much of the Filipino culture did you grow up learning or do you know right now? And I think it's your mom who's a Filipina in the family, right? Your mom is where you got your Filipino roots. So how how much of the Philippines did you hear about growing up? Did you learn about? And do you think the fact that your mom is Filipino contributed to the fact that your family is as tight as you say you are?
1: Well, I definitely think that my mom being Filipino is, is, is part of that. You know, she grew up with good parents and I think just... The parental role that, uh, that your parents have and, and the, the, the shaping of your household has a big right. deal to do with uh, how you're raised and uh, what kind of person you become. So um, it's definitely part of that. She came from a good family and, and she's passed that on. But besides knowing the language, I've, I've grown up around, um, immersed in the Filipino culture. You know, uh, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house, uh, where I was eating Filipino food, hearing the languages, you know, although I didn't understand them, but um, <laughs> going through the customs and all that kind of stuff. So it's the Filipino culture isn't something that's new to me. Um, gathering, big gatherings to watch Manny Pacquiao, like all that kind of stuff. As, as you know, there's so many Filipinos in the Bay Area and in and, and the United right. States period. So um, while I haven't been completely immersed in the culture, I have had a a great deal of Filipino culture in my life. So the Manny Pacquiao fights are a tradition.
0: Like I remember there was a running joke one time here in the Philippines that crime rate is so low when there's a Pacquiao fight just because everyone is like even taking a break from crime to watch Pacquiao in action. (laughs) I've heard that before. I, 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 I hear that every time there's a Pacquiao fight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the food part too is very important just because I think food is such an important part of the Philippine culture. Everyone loves gathering around, eating lechon, eating uh, tenola, you know, all these favorite foods. So that makes me, when
1: I ask you, like what were the Filipino dishes you really enjoyed? Uh, You know, I grew up around a lot of them. So my grandma's sit was really good. Mm. Uh, i love lumpia but as i as i uh had more and more of it i i uh yeah it's not the first thing on my list all the time because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lumpia it's, it's the oil, oil. yeah oh my yeah God. everyone loves lumpia so <laughs> so i just kind of i take a couple and then i kind of leave it out for a second but um of course the ones you mentioned um synagogue all that stuff um, yeah I don't, I don't really have a, a favorite per se but but uh yeah I love Filipino food you know it's something I've grown up eating my whole life so
0: yeah when you get here Zay we're gonna make sure to take you out on a Philippine food trip one day you know make you try you the other to. dishes yeah definitely you know yeah <laughs> get get some halo halo in you get some caldereta yep. you know all these things but there's something I want to ask you too and I'm gonna preface it by saying it's a little bit sensitive so if you don't want to answer I totally understand but recently we've seen a lot of reports and news about discrimination towards uh, Asian Americans in the United States and just Asians in general and again I know it's sensitive that's why you have the liberty to answer it or not but I I was just curious like did you ever encounter similar experiences where you might have felt um, people Kind of objectifying you, or generalizing you, stereotyping you, all of that.
1: Um. Well, first off, I want to say that obviously I'm, I'm pretty passionate about the fact that uh, uh. None of none of this stuff should be tolerated. You know, um, it's mm-hmm. horrible what's happening, and um, it's sad what's happening to um what's happening to Asians out here. What's happening to people of uh, people of color of of all races. Um, and it's no secret that the United States has had a lot of run-ins with that. But right. um, for me personally, I've, I've been fortunate enough to not really experience um, many types of racism directly directly towards me. Um, has it happened to people around me? Yeah, and, and it's and it's horrible. But um, for me, um, I've been fortunate to to kind of. Not be involved in that, you know. I stick mm-hmm. around the right people and and uh, yeah. But do you want to eventually use your platform as
0: a voice for others like you who may have experienced stereotyping? Oh,
1: of course. Um, that's always that's always a goal. Is, is whatever platform you do have, um, you use it. So to so whatever ability you can. Like I was at the uh, when George Floyd was was murdered. You know, me and my me and my siblings were going out to marches and stuff like that just because uh, it's important to show solidarity and, and and fight for what you believe in. Um, so that's always something I'm going to do. That's awesome. Okay, let's head a little bit towards the basketball part of it. Now,
0: I don't want to put extra pressure in your shoulders, but Coach Chris, when I interviewed him for the article about you a few months ago, he said this guy is going to be a future MVP in the UAAP. And... <laughs> When you say stuff like that, people here remember it because of how, uh, how popular college basketball here is. How big the games are, especially if you go to a big program. So, are you an MVP caliber player? I'm just gonna ask you straight up. Like, when you see yourself playing here, do you see yourself as potentially one of the best there will be in the league?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. And uh, I'm not saying that to be cocky. I don't think that, I don't think that you should be playing basketball if you don't think that you're going to be uh, one of the best players out there. Um, right. I'm confident in my abilities and I'm never going to say that um, I don't think I'm good. You know, uh, given that I, I understand what what I bring to the table. And I think that is MVP caliber talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, am I saying I am going to be an MVP? Of course not. Um, there's no way to tell. Am I going to try to? Uh, of course I'll try to. But for me, it's always going to be about winning. So mm-hmm. whatever the team needs to win, that's, that's the role I'm, I'm willing to, to fulfill. Um, and whether that be, you know, going out there and, and, and trying to be an MVP and all that kind of stuff. But um, in short, yeah, I do think that I'll be uh, one of the best players in the league. Um, and it's not without having put in the work you know i'm putting in the work every day uh to be prepared to come out there and and showcase what i can do and hopefully when i do go out there i can back up my words (laughs) so i know that for a six seven
0: guy you've got a good handle which given the combination of size and skill is a great trait to have especially if you're a perimeter player but what parts of your game you think will transition seamlessly when you eventually come to play basketball here and, like, as honest as you can be, like, which parts of your game do you want to see improvement in?
1: Um, so as far as the parts of my game that I think will transfer right away, um, my, defensive, my defensive ability, um, the, the, how hard I play, hmm. uh, my ability to rebound the ball and, and kind of just go out there and, and, and grab it um all the things that just take effort i i pride myself in being a uh someone who plays hard a hustle guy yeah so those guy, those those things i think are gonna translate no matter where you go you know there's there's no skill involved in effort so Mm. um that's gonna that's gonna transfer obviously and then my ability to attack the basket and make plays for other people i think that'll translate um and 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 to score I think mm-hmm. we'll translate if needed. Um, as far as what I need to work on, uh, my shot isn't as good as I want it to be. I want to be uh, as consistent a shooter as there is. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a high goal, but um, that's why I play the game, you know, to get better. So that's what I'm working on currently is just a lot of shooting so I can become uh, uh, come over there prepared to, to light it up. Um, other than that, I'm always working on my handle uh, and all my guard skills just so I can be as versatile as possible. Um, I think my ability to stretch the floor, especially with um, guys not being as big out there, my ability to stretch the floor will be will be big time to help my teammate kind of with spacing and driving lanes and all that sort of stuff. So kind of like a pseudo Clay Thompson. I would love to shoot the ball as good as Klay Thompson. <laughs> Uh, do i think it will ever happen not for not for years for sure but uh if i could shoot it half as good as him i'll be i'll be happy um but as far as as far as how hard he plays the defense he plays and uh what he means to a team i I think i could bring those so you're a believer in the saying that defense wins championships oh most definitely most definitely
0: yeah i mean after watching the warriors because you're a golden state man you probably believe in that considering that Everyone remembers the Warriors for being such an explosive shooting offensive team. But what really got them going was their defense. They were so elite at it.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, how I, that's how I grew up. You know, I, like I said, I, I don't consider myself to be a selfish player. Um, and I don't consider myself to, to play, it, play the game the wrong way. And um, I know that that defense is a huge part of winning. Um, The biggest part of winning, I mean, obviously you have to put the ball in the basket, but um, Mm. stopping the other team from doing so is just as important. Okay, so let's get to the exciting part, because we know for a fact that you are looking at
0: Ateneo, defending UAP champions. Uh, You are also looking at University of the Philippines, who in the last few years have accumulated a number of blue chip recruits. Are there other schools you may potentially be looking at or interested in?
1: Um, I'm not one to, to burn pr- bridges per se. So, uh, as far as what I'm interested in, I'm interested in, in any opportunity. Right. Um, obviously I'm a little bit more interested in, in those two schools. They've, they've shown the most interest in me. So, uh, obviously I'm going to be a little bit biased to, to who's recruiting me and mm-hmm. UP and Ateneo are the two schools that are kind of kind of on me and and I'm really interested in their schools as well Um, so yeah but I mean obviously I'm open to hearing what anybody has to say. Have you done your research about these two schools that have shown interest in you? Since I have uh, kind of been introduced to this whole prospect of going to the Philippines and stuff like that I've been uh, as you know I just asked you for (laughs) stat books and all that kind of stuff and I've been watching a lot of these guys, I mean, I, I would say I'm pretty familiar with. With if if you name me a guy in the in the UAAP, I probably right. know who it is. Um, I was just watching the uh, I was just watching the the first game in season eighty two, the full game of uh, Ateneo versus UP, actually, mm. <laughs> right before I hopped on this call. So was, was that um, a blowout? That was a blowout, right? It was a blowout. You know, Coach Bo got got ejected from the game. Oh yeah, I remember and, that. I, I, I
0: was there in person. That was, that's quite uh interesting to say the least to watch live.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a 12 point game. And, and after that, it kind of got a little bit, blew open a little bit, but before that it was really competitive. Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely UP can, can compete with, with uh, Ateneo. So it was a good game to watch. And obviously Ateneo uh, with coach Tab and their system and, and the way they play, they stay composed and we're able to pull it out. So, right. It was fun.
0: Is it important for you to go to a university that has a history when it comes to recruiting Phil Ams just so they're kind of used to the culture you came from and it's an easier transition?
1: Uh, to a certain extent. But at the same time, I think. Basketball is so universal, and that language is, is the same throughout. Mm-hmm. So, um, as far as basketball, I don't—I don't think the transition would be too hard, no matter where I went. Um, but I—I really—I've had a connection with Coach Bo and, and Coach Tab alike that um, I'd be happy with, either way. How about LaSalle? Because someone you trained
0: with, Jamie who, like I said, right was just recently a top pick in the PBA draft. He went to LaSalle for a year. And have you talked to him about that experience? Has it made you interested about the Green Archers, also considering that they're one of the more popular programs in college basketball here in the Philippines?
1: Yeah, uh, I've talked to uh, LaSalle and I've talked to um, their coaching staff and, and uh, it's intriguing for sure. Um it's it's just kind of it's kind of tough to gauge and I, I've talked to Jamie and all that all that stuff. but um, I just haven't had the opportunity to talk to to that school as much as I have mm-hmm. the other two. So that's the reasoning behind uh, me kind of narrowing it down uh, mm-hmm. because I have that connection to to both Coach Bowen and, and Coach Tab. I've had the chance to talk to them in in, in bulk, so yeah.
0: How are those conversations like with both Coach Bo and Coach Tab? And I know you can't reveal everything because a lot of what goes on in those conversations are confidential for obvious reasons. But what can you reveal? And just from the time you got to speak with both of them, what did you learn about their personalities? Not only as head coaches, but also as, you know, kind of like father figures. Because here in the Philippines, coaches are almost like father figures too.
1: Yeah. Um, the conversations were both good. Um, obviously they wouldn't be in my, uh, what I narrowed the schools down to if, if, if those conversations didn't go well. Um, I got a good feeling from, from both of them. Um, I got a genuine feeling from both of them, uh, which is big for me. You know, um, I've had a lot of coaches in my life who haven't been, um, genuine in their approach and, uh, I didn't get that sense with with Coach Tab or Coach Bo. Um, I felt wanted and that's a big thing when you're deciding what school you wanna go to is, is you wanna be somewhere where you're wanted, somewhere right. where, uh, where they believe in you and you have the opportunity to uh, prove yourself, which is all anybody can ask for. So uh, the conversations went good. Um, obviously we talked a lot and um, a lot of stuff we were on the same page about so yeah mm-hmm. how important
0: to you is the whole campus aspect of it like the actual school where you're going to go to because UP and Ateneo, I'm not sure if you know this yet they're quite close to each other they're mm-hmm. practically like across the across the street from each other so have you searched pictures of how their campuses look like have you researched about how their buildings are you know
1: their the the, the experience the culture and what have you learned from that? I've done a little bit, um, but I haven't been able to see as much as I would want to. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's, that's a big part of it for me, and that's why I haven't committed to a school yet, um, is because I need to go out there and visit. Right. I'm going to be living there for, for, at one of those schools for at least two years, so uh, I need to know where I'm going to be living for the next two years. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead. And how important is that for you? Like, will that ultimately
0: have as much of a role in deciding where you go to as much as like the actual basketball part of it? Because like you said, you're going to be living by yourself for the first time eh, in practically your entire life. So the, the dormitories, the campus, the the benefits of student athletes, like, is that major for you as well? Just like the basketball is?
1: um basketball is the most important thing along with the education i'm getting as far as everything else i'm not um i'm not a a needy person you know i'm not high maintenance so
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um as much as i i would love to be comfortable that's all i need to be is 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 comfortable enough you know Um, right so i'm not going to be that guy who needs to be pampered needs needs a buffet and all of that all the time exactly right? right yeah
0: okay you said that you were watching highlights and games of the UAP. And the other day we were talking about the statistics for the last season before the, in season 82, before the cancellations yeah. and everything happened. So it, it really seems like you're doing your research, which I personally think is magnificent because a lot of guys from the United States, they come here. And by the way, this isn't generalized. This is just based on my experience and my time covering the league and the, conversations with a lot of guys who come out here from the States, they come out here and maybe not a lot of them, but some of them have this impression that because uh, athletically they're supreme and because talent wise, they're supreme. It, it it becomes easy when they come here, but not all of them realize that the brand of basketball is so much more physical, so much more different. Uh, it's a whole culture shock. You know, guys went from like riding the bus to get ga- buses to games having to ride like jeepneys and uh local transportation units so what have you found while doing your research what excites you and as honest as you can be what worries you
1: um so like you said I've, I've been doing a lot of research i've been talking to a lot of people um and i do not take the game out there lightly i'm not coming in there uh thinking it's a surefire thing that i'm going to dominate obviously i'm mm-hmm. doing everything i can to be able to dominate but um I'm not taking those guys uh lightly I know that that the level of basketball there is high and I'm gonna have to work for everything I get so um as far as the physicality that's that's like the first thing that everybody says about the the style of play out there and just from watching the games you, you can see it um, yeah a lot of the stuff that um doesn't get called out there would for sure get called here um yeah all Flagored the all in college.
0: the United States are. Oh yeah, especially in the on, yeah.
1: But even yeah, exactly. even even college, you know, all the all the hand checking, all the body bumps, that's all out the window. You there's it. You're getting called for that, and um mm-hmm. out there they let them play. So yeah. that that's actually exciting for me. You know, um, a lot of times you get uh, frustrated with the hand checking and stuff like that out here that gets called. Um, I am excited about that, but I am, um some of the stuff that i am seeing, i'm like that should have been called no matter what where you're playing (laughs) like that foul should have been called but um, yeah it definitely makes the game more fun um the other thing i'm I'm excited to get out there and, and and compete with those guys you know all the top guys uh from every school i'm excited to play against them um i'm excited to play against the i mean play in front of the fans out there you know it's wild like just the game, I was watching 20,000 people out there and-, and The passion that they outside. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, that's awesome. Uh, and it's, it's going to be unlike anything I've, I've played in front of before. Um, as far as what worries me, like I said, um, basketball is, is basketball is basketball and you got to adapt. So um, I'm not worried per se. Uh, I'm just going to try to be as ready as I can. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Which players have stood out in terms of, like, talent and ability while you were doing your research? The other day, we were talking about Dave Aldeponso, who may or may not be your teammate, depending on where you end up committing. But there are other guys who who
1: I'm sure have caught your attention. Uh, he, just, he just went to Ateneo, yeah?
0: Yeah, he just transferred, correct.
1: And that's, that's, he was scoring, what, 17 points a game? Something like that. Yeah. As like a freshman, he was already the go-to
0: guy for the Bulldogs.
1: Yeah. He's good, man. He's good. Um, So obviously uh, the fact that he was first year and and he's scoring that much, obviously, and you wasn't very good, but uh, Mm. you still got to put the ball in the bucket and uh, that's impressive. Obviously the guys like, uh, like Kobe and, and 30 and, a lot of the star guys you know they, they catch your attention just because they're their names and and mm-hmm. they're, they're very good but um, I'm not like I don't know I feel I feel like everyone is caught by the same person the same people you know what I mean mm-hmm. like there's a select few guys on every team that everyone knows like Kobe like 30 um, Richie Rivero the the Gomez de Leonio brothers these are names that everybody knows so mm-hmm. um, and those and and rightfully so those guys are good Uh, So, I mean, I guess those would be the guys that that catch my eyes. All the the guys that everybody knows. Do you have plans to play pro ball
0: in the Philippines after college if the opportunity arises to join the PBA? And number two, what's your situation in terms of the national team? Like, do you have a Filipino passport? Did you get it before you were 16? Would you be eligible to train with the Philippine national team?
1: Um, So, to answer your first question, uh, the PBA is, is always going to be in my sights and I would love to play for that league, you know, also a high level basketball. Um, at the point that I'm done playing um, my two years in the UAAP, I'll have that decision to make. Um, being a basketball player, I'm always going to look at uh, the different possibilities of where I can play so I could see myself uh, trying other things um, like 30s doing and, and like other like like Bobby Ray did when he came out, you know, I could see myself doing those things for sure. Experimenting with uh, different places, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe trying to come back here and and try my luck uh, to see if I can get in the big leagues. Um, Yeah. But I I definitely would love to play in the PBA. And that's something I could definitely see myself doing Um, as far as uh, the national team goes. I would, I would love to play for the national team. That's like one of my, one of my dreams right now is, is to get on that team and, and wear, that, wear that jersey with that across my chest um, and represent the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't have my papers yet. Um, I'm working on it, and, and, and I'll have it done. Uh, yeah. So at that point, it'll be a possibility for me, and then, at, and then it's just about competing and, and earning a spot on that team. Um, right. But I'd love, I'd love to play on that team. So just to confirm, you don't have your Filipino passport yet?
0: Not yet. Not yet. All right. And you're trying to get that when before you come here or when you get here? Uh
1: I'm still I'm still working on the all the all the logistics behind it, but um the idea is to get it as soon as possible. <laughs> ah,
0: that's a good way to go at it. Okay. So uh when I did my episode with Jamie, he revealed his passion for art. Like he actually does paintings and He's into more, um, he's into hobbies and passions outside of basketball. So that made me curious, like aside from hoops, I know you're a gamer. I know you like playing Warzone, but is gaming something you potentially want to make like a job, like a side hustle? Or Uh, do you have other passions that like business or maybe art or writing or whatever it is? Like, are there other aspects outside of basketball that you think you could turn into a potential career even if it's just a side job
1: yeah uh I actually my family I come from uh, a very musical family my my dad is uh uh, he has his own band out here Uh, yeah he plays he's been playing guitar since he was uh, a teenager and uh, he's had a band that my sister sings in right now and then my brother my older brother he plays uh he plays bass in that in that group as well and he's like one of the best guitar players I've heard, my brother is. Um, I'm a drummer and uh, I'm actually trying to learn bass right now. So I'm, I'm having my brother give me some lessons, but uh, wow. I guess that's that's my other passion. If, if it wasn't basketball, I'd definitely try to be, um, try to get an education in music and all that sort of stuff. So I could definitely see myself once the ball stops bouncing, um, playing gigs on the side. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of me. That's awesome. So
0: karaoke nights at the Lacera household must be epic as all hell, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh there's there's quite a bit of family gatherings that end up having people performing. So it's like a regular occurrence. Are you guys competitive with each other when you start singing? Uh oh no, you know, there's there's only a select few that that sing. My sister, my dad, uh, but the rest of us are are not as good so everyone has (laughs) something that they're good at hey not as good yet because if you say you're gonna take music more seriously who
0: knows you might end up starting your own band or something who knows who knows (laughs) (laughs) all right Dave. so let's end here um now granted everything gets better in terms of covid in the philippines and it looks like we're still a long way from getting there but one day college basketball will return. I really believe that it will return here in this country just because the UAP is like 80 plus years old. The NCAA is like 90 plus years old. So there's a lot of history there and tradition just for the league not to come back. So whenever that time is, and whenever Zave eventually gets here, whether that's UP, whether that's Ateneo, whether that's a surprise team out of nowhere, what can they expect out of you? Not just, on the basketball court, but in terms of representing yourself and the Philippines away from the basketball court?
1: Uh, Eventually when I get out there, which I hope is as as soon as possible, um, what they can expect on the basketball court is a winner. um, Someone that's gonna play hard, someone that's gonna play team basketball and uh, is gonna be passionate about about bringing a championship back to the team Mm -hmm. and back to the school. what they expect from me as a person. Um, they can expect somebody who's uh, humble, who is uh, a good person, um, who cares about the community, um, is gonna use their platform and 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 their name for good instead of bad. Um, so yeah, uh, I like to think of myself as a good overall person and I, I hope that that shows when I'm out there. Um, right. So yeah.
0: Yeah, and I just want to tell anyone who's listening to the pod that if you guys prepare Lumpia as a business, make sure you've got like trays ready for when Zave eventually comes here because he likes them Lumpias, baby. I need to try it all.
1: I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited to get out there and try, try Filipino food straight from the source. <laughs> oh, it's going to be epic. We got to make sure that happens soon. Uh,
0: Zave, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you for your time. Honestly, I can't wait to watch you play ball here and also can't wait to talk to you more when you get here just because you seem like a really decent guy who's also pretty good at hoops. And yeah, looks like the future
1: is limitless for you. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Um, hopefully I could be on here again soon.
0: Absolutely. Eventually that's going to happen. All right. You have a good day, buddy. So that was it for our episode with Zabe. How did you like the episode? Did you enjoy? I really hope so. So if you want to hit me up, reach out to me to talk more about the podcast, more about what was said, you can do so by reaching me at Navi Ganglani on Twitter or at by NavsG on Instagram. While you're at it, please follow at Sports on Twitter too. So you're updated with the biggest sporting news all over the globe daily. Hey, are you into NBA Top Shot? Because if you are, then make sure you reach out to me. And send me some questions that you would like to ask Dapper, the management behind NBA Top Shot. Because who knows? You just might get it answered. Oh, while you're at it too, and you're looking for a good podcast to listen to, make sure you listen to Rapper's many podcasts on Apple, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and on Google's podcasts. All right. Until then, I'll catch you next time, yeah? Peace out.